content warning. This story touches on disordered eating, fat shaming, familial trauma, painful family dynamics, diet rhetoric, and will likely turn even the happiest smile upside down. If you're not in a good headspace and you don't want to chance it, please skip this one. And go watch a funny cat video on YouTube. You won't regret it. Well, it was in my childhood day. Hello and welcome to Savage Yoga Snacks, the podcast for freaks, geeks, yoga outcasts, and our allies. I'm your host, Steph Savage. Today's a heavy one, folks, so if you're feeling a little bit down, I suggest you skip this one and go watch something funny. Looking for a way to survive the war on obesity? Christmas edition? Stick around until the end where I share a useful tool that can help you survive this holiday with your Christmas spirit still intact. Contrary to every Lifetime movie ever made, not everyone has a fun and quirky family that spends evenings gathered together around the fire, stringing popcorn, and laughing about how silly the dog looks in his Christmas jumper. Oh no. Some of us spend Christmas dreading the judgment and the comments that will inevitably befall our beautiful soft bodies and souls. We must brace ourselves for the onslaught of disapproving looks if we fill our plates with anything but vegetables and being cornered by our racist Uncle Bill eager to expound upon his latest conspiracy he's been investigating since Thanksgiving. Now, I don't have a racist Uncle Bill, but I do have a body-shaming family. Before I get too far into it, let me shed some light on what Christmas with my family was like growing up. Thirteen years old and every bit the late bloomer, I had developed my bee belly by this time and enough body fat to qualify as chubby and ugly best friend material. A bee belly, for those of you who don't know or have never seen one, is typically something that develops during pregnancy. It's a belly that is divided to an upper and a lower half typically with a crease in the middle. There's lots of reasons why this kind of belly can develop, and that's just the way that mine did. The only problem, I was 13 years old, and I was not pregnant. I was definitely not winning any beauty contests, and there was no way boys would be taking any interest in me. I was an awkward, weird, fat, queer, ridiculous kid, who still had a lot of childlike innocence left despite the world's best attempts to grind my fragile spirit into dust. I was too old for Santa, but young enough to still feel that magical spark that Christmas used to light inside me, that is until adulthood snuffed it out. If you're one of those people who still feels that spark, I am genuinely happy for you. And I want to know what it's like being one of the universe's favorites. I'm just curious. I remember I was so excited for presents. I hadn't yet learned the pure bliss of giving a gift to someone you care about and soaking in the sight of them opening it with joy on their face and felt only the selfish childlike glee of receiving. 
We opened our presents, and though we were not the most financially stable family, my parents did their best to supply my sibling and I with a plethora of toys and treats to satisfy us at least until the new year. We had a hearty breakfast, and I was granted a reprieve from the oncoming runaway train of unnecessary and hurtful comments on my eating habits and body, but I could feel the wind shifting as the family dinner drew closer. I was blissfully ignorant to the horrors of Weight Watchers until the new year when I turned 14. Chew ice if you're hungry was the most memorable quote from a future meeting. But diet talk had started early that day when my mom made a negative comment about her own body. Like a lot of millennials and elder millennials, we learned to hate our bodies at the apron strings of our mothers and sometimes our fathers. I also had the privilege of learning how best to hate my body from most of my extended family. I got ready for the evening. Stiff, 90s-style dress, thick, late 90s headband, and slightly oversized shirt to cover my tiny but unacceptably chubby body. Two o'clock rolled around and my extended family made their way through the door. I was subjected to the usual uncomfortable and sometimes painful chubby cheek tugging that was a common occurrence in the presence of my older European relatives. The first stop on the body shaming Christmas torture track. One of my family members made a passive remark about how pretty my headband was, but my shirt and skirt were unacceptably baggy and they made me look bigger. The rest of the early evening leading up to dinner was spent listening to my dad and grandfather discuss political figures I didn't know or care anything about, dodging disapproving looks from certain family members, fighting with my sibling, answering questions about my life, and being told why I was wrong for all of my opinions and beliefs. A typical Christmas evening. There was also a healthy dose of being chided for my perceived below-average intelligence. You see, I really was a late bloomer, in every way. I had little experience outside my own bubble, and though I was by no means stupid, I lacked a lot of life experience. One of my relatives, who never misses an opportunity to make me look idiotic, for a variety of reasons, including not knowing how to add or multiply in my head, or the difference between a one and two carat diamond, was particularly cruel that evening. For the record, I still can't add in my head, and I hadn't even seen a diamond in real life until I turned 27, and that is a huge privilege. By 4 o'clock, I was hungry. I mean, of course, most people would be after only subsisting on breakfast, some Christmas chocolate, and being shooed away from the kitchen in search of anything to nourish my growing body. We sat down to dinner and I inhaled my first plate with a speed that rivaled even the most experienced pie-eating contestant. I planned to grab another plate of my favorite stuffing and a healthy ladle of gravy with all the impatience of a typical youth, but I was halted in my tracks. My family took turns telling me to be patient, commenting on how I ate too quickly and how I had had enough and didn't need any more food. Of course, it can't be stated enough that had I been a growing young teen boy at the time, my appetite would have been encouraged and even praised. 
Can you believe how much Junior can put away? My god, that kid is really growing! But I digress. The rest of the evening was spent in more boring political talk, fat shaming, and subtle and not-so-subtle digs about why my body was so wrong. I spent the rest of the time avoiding my family and willing myself not to cry, as I could feel my face getting hotter and hotter with each passing hour. The evening ended, we said goodbye, and I was forced to tell those who had hurt me most that I loved them and was shuffled off to bed without a second thought to how the non-stop cruelty of the evening had made me feel. I cried myself to sleep that night and dreamed of Christmases spent without judgment or shame. Fast forward to today, and my mother is in a much better place with her body. I don't hate my family for what they did or said. They were operating within a social system meant to suppress the slightest hint of difference and dissent. They were taught to look upon fatness with shock and horror at something that was disgusting and diseased. If I were to sit down to Christmas dinner today with my family, it would be a very different story. I would ask my family not to engage in any negative diet talk and if they insisted, I would simply remove myself from the situation. As a person in their mid-30s now, I have developed healthy boundaries and know when to hold people accountable for their crap behavior. But sometimes I wish I could go back to the past and give myself a big hug. Really wrap my big fat arms around my tiny body at the time and say, it's going to be okay. You're going to find people who are going to love you for exactly who you are. Now, here's the thing. I'm fat. I have no issue saying that. I am. It's the way my body looks. I'm not ashamed of it. It's simply a fact. I have been thin. I have been mid-sized. And like so many people who look like me, I have struggled with the way I look in my body for most of my life. I am still recovering from an eating disorder that has left my metabolism in shambles. And because of the damage I've done, I'm even fatter now than when I started losing weight the first time at age 19. A fairly common story for those of us who have yo-yoed in weight over our lifetimes. Sometimes I do weep for that chubby little kid who was actually just growing out, then up, then out, then up, like all kids do. I was growing naturally, but because of negative comments about me and my body and rampant fat phobia everywhere I looked, my body never had a chance to find a natural equilibrium. Of course, it doesn't help that I have a hormonal imbalance and pretty sure I have undiagnosed lipedema. Sometimes I wonder what my life would have been like if, instead of disgust and shame, I had been met with kindness and understanding. And really, isn't that what we all want? To be understood, to be heard, and to have our feelings validated? If you struggle at Christmas time, for whatever reason, I feel for you. Stay tuned, and I'll give you a little yoga snack to help get you through your evening, and maybe even through your entire Christmas. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a Christmas feast to prepare. And you better believe I'm going back for as many helpings as I want of stuffing and gravy.
And now it's time for your daily yoga snack to get you through to your next tofurkey break. Today I'm going to give you a delicious way to calm your mind, regulate your nervous system, and help give your brain a fighting chance this holiday season. This exercise is called Breathing the Body, adapted by Jules Payne, director of Agna Yoga College. She adapted the work from Yoga for Pain Relief by Kelly McGonigal and MBSR by John Kabat-Zinn. I'll invite you to start in a comfortable relaxation position. Feel free to come down onto your back, your knees supported, or you can sit comfortably in a chair. Go ahead and place your hands on your belly and feel the movement of your breath. Notice how your belly and maybe your ribs rise and fall with your breath. Notice your breath moving in and out of your body. In this practice, we will engage with our inhale and our exhale. And imagine we are inhaling through different parts of our body and exhaling through different parts of our body as if our nostrils were moved specifically to that part. Start with your hands. Place your arms beside you, palms facing up. As you inhale, stretch your fingers wide and feel your hands expand outward. As you exhale, gently soften your hands inward. Let's do this a few times. Inhale, hands expand. Exhale, hands soften. Inhale, expand. Exhale, soften. Inhale, And exhale, one more. Pause here and take a moment to see how you feel. Now let's move down to your feet, just as you did with your hands. Feel your feet stretch and expand with your inhale and soften with your exhale. Inhale, expand. Exhale, soften. Inhale, expand. Exhale, soften. Inhale. And exhale. One more time. Pause here to see how you're feeling.
as you continue to move through the exercise. See if you can begin to feel as if those parts of your body are breathing. As if you could feel the expansion on the inhale and the release on the exhale. See if you can feel or begin to imagine a flow of energy into your feet and your hands as you breathe in and out. In and out. Inhale, expand. Exhale, soften. Pause and see how you feel. We can begin to bring this visualization down to other parts of your body, your lower legs. Inhale, exhale, your knees. Inhale, exhale. Now back up. Your upper legs. Inhale. And exhale. Your hips. Inhale. And exhale. Your lower back. Inhale and exhale, your mid-back and upper back, inhale and exhale, back to your belly, chest, big inhale, big sigh and exhale through your mouth, again inhale through your nose, Exhale, sigh through your mouth. Moving up to your shoulders and your arms. Inhale. And exhale. To your neck. Inhale. And exhale your forehead and crown of your head. Inhale and exhale. When you have worked your way through your whole body, let yourself feel your breath enter through your nose, your mouth and your throat again. Imagine your whole body receiving the breath. Feel your whole body breathing. When you get to an area that feels tense or uncomfortable or painful, don't skip it. Direct the breath at the sensations of discomfort or pain 
and imagine your breath dissolving or massaging the tension away. Imagine the hardless and solid quality of pain softening. Feel the space inside the pain. Try moving your awareness back and forth between the comfortable and uncomfortable areas of your body. For a few breaths, breathe into the painful area. And the next breaths, breathe into a more comfortable area, switching back and forth. Feel or imagine the flow of energy moving through your entire body. One more time, breathe in the body. Exhale, deep sigh from the mouth. Begin to make some movements with your fingers and toes. If your eyes have closed, go ahead and gently flutter them open. Make your way to a comfortable seated position. Take a moment, check in. See how you're feeling. I'll invite you here to think of one thing that you're grateful for and one thing that you really like about yourself. Don't forget, food is not something you have to earn and you deserve to rest. Well, that's all the time we have for today, folks. Make sure you take time out to breathe this festive season. And remember, holiday friends, stay weird. Out on a hill.